Welcome to Board Game Top Tens, episode 500, for Wednesday, November 14th, 2018. On June 25th, 2012, I started Dice Tower News with episode 1. On October 24th of 2012, episode 47 of Dice Tower News, I introduced The Hotness, uh, which was a look at Board Game Geek's hotness list, which I originally based just on the position on the list, averaging the positions, but very quickly thereafter realized there was a direct connection to the page view totals. So I started tracking that instead very early on, and then have continued from that ever since. I stopped hosting Dice Tower News with episode 150 and began this podcast, Board Game Top Tens. The first actual episode of Board Game Top Tens was number 106 from June 19th, 2013. But what I did was I went back and filled in the episodes up to that using the previously recorded hotness portions of the Dice Tower News episodes. So the very first hotness, the very first page views edition is actually episode 61 of Board Game Top Tens, and was able to go all the way back to Episode 1, placing that at January 1st, 2007. There are three Board Game Geek-based pillars of this list. The hotness, clearly, is one. Uh, Tom Verdunk, he is Lord T, is his username, his Top 50 Statistics Geek list is what I was able to base, is what I based the, the Top 10 Originally, what I based the top 10 quarterly list on, that's how I was able to go back all the way to 2007. And Doug Faust, Frim is his username, his buzz list, geek list, which uh, I let lapse for a couple of years, but I'm trying to catch back up. Two other, uh, three other actually, pillars that have been there uh, throughout the list were two based on sales. ICV2's top-selling games, at fall of 2015, they stopped publishing that list. At least I haven't been able to find it ever since. And GTS Distribution posted their top-selling games up until the first quarter of 2016. Uh, They still occasionally update it. I haven't been able to stay on top of that as well. I would like to have a sales-based top 10 list. If you have any information on where I can easily obtain such a list, please send me an email to boardgametop10s at gmail.com or you can geek mail me on boardgamegeek. My username is auberman, A-W-E-B-E-R-M-A-N. I have also at times had Kickstarter top 10s, but that became increasingly difficult to manage, so I haven't stayed on top of that one either. When thinking about how best to observe the 500th episode, I thought the Million Club would be a good way to go. It has been almost exactly a year since the last version of this, so that's what we're going to do here. Now, I had intended the next time I ran an episode of The Million Club to confine it to maybe a two million club because it has become an unwieldy list. Let me run through for you where the Million Club has gone. There have been six previous editions, or five previous editions of the Million Club. This is the sixth. The first one was episode 95 in April uh, April 20, uh, 16th of 2013. That was actually podcast as part of Dice Tower News originally. The second episode was 149 from December 10th of 2013, only six, uh, eight months later. The third one was episode 226 from October 23rd of 2014, about 10 months later. Then there is uh, a little bigger gap to episode 326 from January 30th of 2016. That was a 15-month gap. The really big one was to episode 439 of November 25th, 2017. Uh, That gap was 20 months. So there was a lot of... And it would have been really nice if I'd done another one in the middle there, capturing that the uh, the new era of high-flying a little better. Instead, there is just this huge surge of new games onto the list. And as we will see this time, there has not been a subsequent surge. So maybe it wasn't just the 
different way of counting page views, which I still think is what Board Game did, Board Game Geek did. I think it perhaps was also just the games that were released, because we haven't seen that same surge continue with releases from the past year. And then here we are with the sixth installment, episode 500, uh, almost exactly a year after the last one. But, as I've said, it has ballooned the number of games in this list. On the first installment, in April of 2013, there were 23 games with 1 million page views or more. Eight months later, it had grown to 29. Ten months after that, to 33. But when we get to January of 2016 for our fourth installment, there were 50. And after that 20-month layoff with the new era of high-flying, that doubled. (laughs) Uh, 99 games, over a million, uh, the last time around. Now, as a small caveat, you will notice that I actually, if you go back and listen to that episode 439, there are actually only 85 games listed in that top 10, uh, that, that top 10, yeah, that top 85. That's because, as I think I've always said, I can't be 100% sure I've gotten all the games over a million. And there were 14 just here in the last year that I was able to discover that were over a million that I didn't know about last time. So... I've I've adjusted the list. I'm not recording a new version of the episode from last year, though. And so now the number over the last year has gone from 99 to 127. And this is episode 500. And it's a special thing. So I will do all 127. Now maybe you hear that and you think, that's crazy. I like the podcast because it's only 10 minutes long. I'm not listening to a, I don't know how long this is going to be, 45 minute <laughs> podcast. So if that's the way you feel, then I will insert here a marker of time. Uh, Nope, I don't think I can do that real easily. I'll put it in the show notes. That'll be easier for me. And you can see where the top 10 part picks up. I went back and looked too. Since I started tracking uh, in October of 2012, there have been 2,000, there are 2,623 total games in my spreadsheet. So basically, any time a game goes onto the hotness, which makes it's one of the top 50 hottest games on the site, I put it in my list, in my uh, spreadsheet. And many of those never see the light of day, never come anywhere near the top 10, or as I'm doing it now, the top 20. But of those 2,623, 127 have 1 million page views or more. And we are going to listen to them all. Starting at number 127 is... Alhambra by Dirk Henn, published by Queen Games, with 1,364,000. So it just inched over the line uh, here just in this last week. This data is all from last Thursday, when I last compiled the top 10 list. At number 126, Steam by Martin Wallace, published by Mayfair Games, with 1,000,000. 10,368, so 10,004 views more than Alhambra. I am not going to go into this amount of detail for each entry, but 10,000 is a fairly narrow gap in this list. At 125, Ra by Reiner Knizia, published now by Windrider Games, with 8,000 more than Steam. At 124, Sword and Sorcery, by Simone Romano and Nunzio Sirace, published by Gremlin Project and Ares Games, with 3,000 more than Raw, and 312,000 more than it had the last time this list was published. At 123, Orléans, by Reiner Stockhausen, published by Tasty Minstrel Games, about 4,000 more than Sword and Sorcery. 230,000 more than it had last time. A big upward mover at 122 is Twilight Imperium, the fourth edition, by Christian T. Peterson, published by Fantasy Flight Games, with 18,000 more than Orléans, and 680,000 more than it had a year ago. An even bigger mover at 121, Azul, by Mikal Kiesling, published now by Next Move Games, with a couple thousand more than T.I., and 858,000 more than it had last year. 
it's going to be a while before we hear a game that had more, has a bigger gain in views than Azul. At 120, Railways of the World by Glenn Drover and Martin Wallace, published by Eagle Griffin Games, with about 20,000 more than Azul. About 700 more for our 119th game, Conan, by Frederick Henry, published by Monolith. And only another 300 to our number 118, Alien Frontiers, by Tori Neiman, published by GameSalute. Now, all of those 10 games are new entries to this list, not part of the 99 that were on the previous list. Here is our first holdover, last time's number 99 down to 117, Shogun, by Dirk Hen, published by Queen Games, with 1,070,947, a gain of only about 64,000 from last time. Entering at 116, Five Tribes, by Bruno Cathala, published by Days of Wonder, with 7,000, more than Shogun. Up another 4,000, at number 115, Cyclades, or Cyclades, I suppose, by Bruno Cathala and Ludovic Vaublanc, published by Matigo. Uh, a 1,000 more than Cyclades is at number 114, Clank, a deck-building adventure, by Paul Denon, published by Renegade Game Studios, 341,000 view gain for Clank. At 113, Gaia Project by Jens Drogemüller and Helga Ostertag, published by Z-Man Games with 8,000 more than Clank and a three-quarters of a million more than it had last year. Sliding 17 spots from 95 to 112 is Hannibal, Rome vs. Carthage by Mark Simonich, published by Valley Games, with just a 1,000 more than Gaia Project, a gain of 55,000 from last time. That is the smallest increase we have seen so far. 55,000 views, still about, you know, a 1,000 views a week, which is not too bad at all. Now, there are plenty of games that get a lot less than a 1,000 views a week. Entering at number 111, Charterstone, by Jamie Stegmeier, published by Stonemeyer Games, with about 3,000 more than Hannibal, 630,000 more than last time. At 110, Star Realms, by Darwin Castle, published by White Wizard Games, with 4,000 more than Charterstone. And entering at number 109, the first game over 1.1 million views, Imperial Settlers, by Ignacy Trevichek, published by Portal Games, with 1,000,000 105,692. Up 5,000 from that spot. At number 108, down from 97 last time, Hero Quest by Stephen Baker, published by Milton Bradley. At 107, Elder Sign by Richard Launius and Kevin Wilson, published by Fantasy Flight Games, 8,000 more than Hero Quest, but 3,000 fewer than our number 106 down 16 spots from number 90, Mage Wars Arena, by Brian Pope, published by Arcane Wonders. And also down 16 spots from 89 to 105, Dungeon Lords, by Vlada Kavadl, published by Czech Games Edition, with 6,000 more than Mage Wars. And 5,000 fewer than the number 104, A Feast for Odin, by Uva Rosenberg, published by Z-Man Games, more than a quarter million, uh, more, 267,000, more than it had last time. At number 103, Roll for the Galaxy, by Wei Hua Huang and Tom Lehman, published by Rio Grande Games, 18,000 more than A Feast for Odin, at 1,150,900. Sliding 11 spots from 91 to 102, Combat Commander Europe, by Chad Jensen, published by GMT Games, with about 2,000, actually 1,400 more than Roll for the Galaxy, and only 1,000 less than our 101, Zombicide Black Plague, by Raphael Guiton, Jean-Baptiste Lulien, and Nicolas Raoult, published by Simon and Guillotine Games, which in turn is only 1,200 less than our number 100, dropping just two spots from 98 last time to 100 this time, Forbidden Island 
by Matt Leacock, published by GameRight. And that, in turn, has only a thousand less than our number 99. Now, I'm going to pause for a second here, because my mouth is starting to dry out, and I really don't want to have to take a break in this list. So I'm popping in an Altoids, which they say are curiously strong. So I guess I don't want to edit this at all. So anyway, my apologies. I'm going to... Nobody wants to hear this. Ah, yeah, that is curiously strong. Okay, at number 99, dropping 18 positions from last time. This is our first game that has been on for more than two times. In fact, it goes back four times. It originally charted at number 33, then slid to 42. Then in that big layover, over the time of the new era of high flying started, it dropped all the way to 81. This time down just 18 more to 99. It is the third edition of Space Hulk by Richard Hallowell, published by Games Workshop, uh, with a thousand more than Forbidden Island, and only 27,000 more than last time. That is the smallest increase of any game here on this list, for all the reasons that you probably are aware of as to why Space Hulk, a former number six on the site, is almost nowhere to be seen. Entering at number 98 is Spirit Island by R. Eric Roos, published by Fabled Nexus, with about 5,000 more than Space Hulk, but 874,000 more than it had last time. Again, that is the largest increase that we have had yet. We're going to have to go quite a long way further down the list before we'll see somebody with a, a bigger gain. Entering at number 97... I'm sorry, that's not entering at number 97. That is up from last time. Ha, I caught an error. So there were actually 100 games exactly that were supposed to be on the list the previous time, and this was one of them. I don't have it accounted for here. It should have been in it should have been around number 92 last time. Well, anyway, now it, I'm not I'm not redoing the last 17 minutes of this podcast. So just not doing it. At number 97 is Ghost Stories by Antoine Bauza, published by Repost Production. Has 6,000 more than Spirit Island and about 100,000 more than last time. So that would be about a five-position drop. Sliding from 88 to 96 is Galaxy Trucker by Vlada Kvadl, published by Czech Games Edition, with a couple thousand more than Ghost Stories. Uh, sliding just from 94 to 95, Glory to Rome by Carl Chudik, published by Cambridge Games Factory, uh, with 8,000 more than Galaxy Trucker. A, sl a smaller decline for this holdover because there was some interest based on a, a website that's shown it through. It actually showed up in the top 10 list earlier this year, so it had a little bit more views than your typical title uh, that's old. Entering at number 94, Food Chain Magnet, by Jeroen Duman and Joris Virsinga, published by Splatterspellen, with 6,000 more than Glory to Rome. Sliding from 84 to 93 is Lost Cities by Reiner Knizia, published by Cosmos, 5,000 more than Food Chain Magnet, and trailing by 9,000, a game that also lost nine spots from 83 to 92, Space Alert by Vlada Kvadl, published by Czech Games Edition. We have now reached the threshold of 1.2 million views, and the largest gap between games that we have seen thus far. Uh, there's a gap of 26,000 between Space Alert and our number 91 game, which climbs six spots from last time, Sherlock Holmes Consulting Detective, The Thames Murders and Other Cases, by Gary Grady, Suzanne Goldberg, and Raymond Edwards, published now by Space Cowboys, with 1,222,000 341, a gain of 189,000 views from last time. Entering at number 90 is Concordia by Matt Gertz, published by Rio Grande Games, with 1,500 more than Sherlock Holmes. Climbing one spot from 90 to 89, Wasteland Express Delivery Service by Matt Riddle, Ben Pinchback, and Jonathan Gilmore, published by Pandasaurus Games, with 5,000 more than Concordia. It trails the next game by only 335. At number 88 is Massive Darkness 
by Raphael Guiton, Jean-Baptiste Lulien, and Nicolas Raoult, published by Simon and Guillotine Games. Sliding eight spots from 79 to 87 is Shadows Over Camelot, by Bruno Catala and Serge Lager, published by Days of Wonder, and a 3,000-view gap to Massive Darkness. It trails by 9,000 the number 86 game, which slides nine spots from number 77 to 86, Merchants and Marauders, by Christian Markison and Caspar Agard, published by Z-Man Games. And then we have a 3,000-view gap to number 85, climbing one spot from 86 to 85, Cthulhu Wars, by Sandy Peterson, published by Peterson Games. Another 2,000-view gap to number 84, stepping back just two spots, Sentinels of the Multiverse, by Chris Bedell, Adam Ribataro, and Paul Bender, published by Greater Than Games. Sliding three spots from 80 to 83 is Seafall, by Rob Davio, published by Plaid Hat Games, and there we have a gap of about a 1,000. Tumbling six positions from 76 to 82, El Grande, by Wolfgang Kramer and Richard Ulrich, published by Rio Grande Games, and we have a 9,000-view gap there. A 12,000-view gap to the next game, climbing four spots from 85 to 81, Tsokin, The Mayan Calendar, by Daniela Taschini, published by Czech Games Edition. Sliding five spots from 75 to 80, Chaos in the Old World, by Eric M. Lang, published by Fantasy Flight Games, and there is a 5,000-view gap, and here a 6,000-view gap, sliding six spots, uh, only the second game on the list to have seen more than two appearances. This is its third, Commands and Colors Ancients, by Richard Borg, published by GMT Games. We've heard from most of our debuts. In fact, there are only two remaining, and none of them are going to be quite as impressive as the debuts we had on the last list. But we are also at the 1.3 million threshold. Uh, climbing from number 87 to number 78 is Coup by Riki Tata, published by Indie Boards and Cards, with 1,300,250. That's 22,000 more than Commands and Colors. Sliding seven spots from 68 to 77, Rune Wars by Cory Kaneska, published by Fantasy Flight Games, and there is a 21,000-view gap. This is the third game to have been on more than twice. This is also its third appearance. Sliding four spots to number 76, Myth, by Brian Shotton and Kenny Sims, published by Megacon Games, with 15,000 more than Rune Wars. And here, the largest gap we have seen yet of 30,000, up to the number 75 game. Sliding four spots, Dominant Species, by Chad Jensen and published by GMT Games. Our fourth game, to be on the list more than twice, a third appearance, sliding from 67 to 74 for Sid Meier's Civilization, the board game, by Kevin Wilson, published by Fantasy Flight, and a gap of 4,000 views. Now we're up to the first game that has been on the list all six times. On the first edition, it was number 20, then 24, 27, 34, then 63. Again, that was the one with the big gap where we doubled the number of games on the list. And then down to 73, a 10-position slide this time for Battle Lore, the first edition by Richard Borg, published by Days of Wonder, and a gap of 3,000 back to Civilization. A gap of 5,000 up to the next game, climbing 23 positions from 95 to 72, Seven Wonders Duel, by Antoine Boza and Bruno Catala, published by Repos Production. And then a gap of 1,000 at number 71, climbing seven spots, Mechs vs. Minions, by Stone Labrandi and Riot Games. Sliding just one spot from 69 to 70 is Love Letter, by Seiji Kanai, published by AEG, and the gap here is 17,000. And another gap of 17,000 takes us above another threshold. Our next-to-last debut is at number 69, Great Western Trail, by Alexander Feaster, published by Egertspiele, with 
411,621, and a gain of more than a half a million views from last time. There's a gap of 13,000 to number 68, climbing two spots, Dixit, by Jean-Louis Rouberat, published by Libelude, and a gap of 2,000 to the number 67 game, sliding one spot, The Resistance, by Don Eskridge, published by Indie Boards and Cards. Down five spots from 61 to 66 is Mansions of Madness, the first edition, by Corey Kaneska, published by Fantasy Flight Games, and an 11,000 view gap. And then we see our largest gap to date of 42,000 views, between number 66 and number 65, climbing nine spots, Splendor, by Mark Andre, published by Space Cowboys. And then a 36,000 view gap to take us over another threshold. Sliding from 60 to 64 is Citadels, by Bruno Feduti, published by Fantasy Flight Games, with 1,515,093 views. A narrow gap of 3,000 to number 63, down six pot spots from last time, Zombicide, by Raphael Guiton, Jean-Baptiste Lulien, and Nicolas Raoult, published by Simon and Guillotine Games. A big drop of 12 from 50 to 62, which is a pretty sizable drop for up this high on the list, Star Trek Attack Wing, by Christopher Guild and Andrew Parks, published by WizKids, the gap is 21,000 back to Zombicide. The gain is only 47,000, which is the third smallest gain that we have seen so far. Space Hulk was the smallest. Battle Lore was also quite small. Attack Wing, the third smallest. Sliding six spots to number 61, Mice and Mystics, by Jerry Hawthorne, published by Plaid Hat Games, with uh, 35,000 more than Attack Wing and trailing by 31,000, the number 60 game. Going from 58 to 60, King of Tokyo, by Richard Garfield, published by Iello, with 1,605,822 views. Sliding five spots to number 59 is Cosmic Encounter, by Bill Eberly, Jack Kittredge, Peter Alotka, and Bill Norton, published by Fantasy Flight Games, again a gap of 7,000, between... Cosmic Encounter and King of Tokyo, and a gap of 13,000 up to the number 58, also sliding five spots, Shadows of Brimstone, City of the Ancients, by Jason C. Hill, published by Flying Frog Productions. Our second game that has been on the list all six times had gone from 21 to 25 to 28 to 29 to 48 to 57, Tigris and Euphrates, by Reiner Kinesia, published by Fantasy Flight Games, with 5,000 more than Shadows of Brimstone and 17,000 fewer than the number 56 game, climbing nine spots, War of the Ring, the second edition, by Roberto de Meglio, Marco Maggi, and Francesco Nepatello, published by Ares Games. Climbing, or sorry, sliding eight spots down to 55 is Pathfinder Adventure Card Game, Rise of the Rune Lords, by Mike Selenker, published by Paizo Publishing, with about a thousand more than War of the Ring. And our highest debut is at number 54, Rising Sun, by Eric M. Lang, published by Simon and Guillotine Games, with 1,660,551. That is 12,000 more than Pathfinder, and a million more, in fact, 1,030,000 more than it had a year ago. So a huge upward move. And let me tell you, but one, two, three, four, five. In fact, it is the sixth biggest move we have seen on the list. So in the last year, Rising Sun has the sixth most games. Oh, I think I might have almost spoiled my end of the year list there a little bit. Well, you won't remember this in a couple months anyway. Climbing nine spots from 62 to 53 is Brass, Lancashire, by Martin Wallace, published by Roxley Games, with 13,000 more than Rising Sun. It has 8,000 less than the number 52 game. Climbing 12 spots, Codenames, by Vlada Kavadl, published by Czech Games Edition. 
Holding Steady at number 51. It was number 46 two times back, then slid five spots to 51 in that long layover, so that's a pretty healthy hold. And then holds position again, Lords of Waterdeep by Peter Lee and Rodney Thompson, published by Wizards of the Coast. And climbing six spots to number 50 is Time Stories by Manuel Rosoy, published by Space Cowboys, about 13,000 more than Lords of Waterdeep, and about 6,000 fewer than our number 49 game, another six-timer from 13 to 15 to 20 to 24 to 41 to 49, an eight-position drop for Descent, Journeys in the Dark, the first edition, by Kevin Wilson, published by Fantasy Flight Games, with 1,701,079. Climbing one spot, number 48, is Stone Age, by Bernd Brunhofer, published by Z-Man Games, with 1,500, more than Descent. Sliding two spots to 47, Le Havre, by Uwe Rosenberg, published by Z-Man Games, with 24,000, more than Stone Age. Another every-timer slides three spots to number 46, Kalis, by William Attia, published by Rio Grande Games, with 37,000 more than Le Havre. And then, the most enormous gap we have seen so far. Climbing 14 spots to number 45 is Mansions of Madness, the second edition, by Nikki Valens, published by Fantasy Flight Games, with 1,858,563. That is 95,000 more than Kalis, and a gain of almost a half a million over where it was last year. Sliding two spots to number 44, A Game of Thrones, the board game, the second edition, by Christian T. Peterson, published by Fantasy Flight Games, with 4,000, more than Mansions of Madness, and trailing by 4,000, the number 43 game, another six-timer. Down five spots to 43 is Memoir 44, by Richard Borg, published by Days of Wonder. Climbing for the second time in a row, I don't think we've seen anybody do that yet, so from 50 to 44 to 42, Caverna, the Cave Farmers, by Uwe Rosenberg, published by Mayfair Games, 19,000 more than Memoir 44. At number 41, we encounter our first game that was previously in the top 10. Uh, Now, it was previously in the top 10 back in 2013, originally 7th, then 8th, and has since continued to drop. Last time it was 34, this time 41, for War of the Ring, the first edition, by Roberto Di Meglio, Marco Maggi, and Francesco Nepotello, published by Fantasy Flight Games, with 1,928,294, 43,000 more than Caverna. Now, the first edition of War of the Ring only gained 41,000 in the last year. The second edition gained 358,000 in the last year, and only trails by less than 300,000. So in another year, the second edition may very well pass the first edition. Sliding three spots to number 40 is Ticket to Ride by Alan R. Moon, published by Days of Wonder, with 40,000 more than War of the Ring. And holding steady at number 39 is Betrayal at House on the Hill by Bruce Glasgow, published by Avalon Hill and Wizards of the Coast, with only 3,000 more than Ticket to Ride. The gap up to number 38, another six-timer, is a healthy 85,000 views. There at number 38, our first game over the 2 million view mark, Battlestar Galactica, published by Cory Kaneska. Ah, designed by Cory Kaneska, published by Fantasy Flight Games, with 2,056,885. So here is where I originally intended to start this list. If it hadn't been episode 500, I would have started it here. 38 would be quite enough games. I'm sure you can agree at this point. Climbing nine spots to number 37 is Through the Ages, A New Story of Civilization by Vlada Kavadal, published by Czech Games Edition. There is a gap of 4,000, back to Battlestar Galactica, and a gap of 10,000 up to number 36, stepping back just one spot, Dead of Winter, a Crossroads Game, by Isaac Vega and Jonathan Gilmore, 
published by Plaid Hat Games. Climbing five positions to number 35 is Blood Rage by Eric M. Lang, published by Simon and Guillotine Games, with 24,000 more than Dead of Winter. And our biggest gap, again, that we have seen so far is right here. The gap is 122,000. So not only are we crossing the 2.1 million threshold, but also 2.2. Climbing two spots to number 34, this one has also climbed twice, 47 to 36 to 34. The Castles of Burgundy by Stefan Felt, published by Alia and Ravensburger, with 2,216,556. Another six-timer slides six spots to number 33, one of the more consistent performers. It was number 15 on the first list, then 17, 18, 20, then slid back to only 27 in that long year and a half, and now down to 33 for Twilight Imperium, the third edition, by Christian T. Peterson, published by Fantasy Flight Games at 2,318,838, 102,000 more than the Castles of Burgundy, and I don't think it will continue to perform at the same level now that there's a fourth edition. At number 32, for the second time in a row, Legendary, a Marvel deck building game, by Devin Lowe, published by Upper Deck Entertainment with uh, 27,000, more than Twilight Imperium. Another six-timer drops seven spots to 31, Through the Ages, A Story of Civilization, by Vlada Kavadl, published by Eagle Griffin Games, with uh, 27,000, more than Legendary. And trailing by 24,000, the number 30 game, yet another six-timer, down only one spot to number 30, Small World, by Philippe Kiarts, published by Days of Wonder. Another two-time climber from 45 to 31 to 29 for Eldritch Horror by Corey Kaneska and Nikki Valens, published by Fantasy Flight Games with 2,458,984, 62,000 more than Small World, and trailing by 31,000, the number 28 game, which vaults 24 positions from 52 all the way up to 28, The Seventh Continent by Ludovic Rudy and Bruno Sauté, published by Sirius Pulp, and there is a gain of over a million, 1,060,000 more than last time, the biggest gain we have seen so far. Climbing three spots from 30 to 27, Star Wars Rebellion by Cory Kaneska, published by Fantasy Flight Games with 2,563,215, 263,215. So that is... My math is starting to abandon me. 74,000 more than the Seventh Continent. Another six-timer, and our second former top ten. It spent the first two times in the top ten. This time slides four spots to number 26, Race for the Galaxy, by Tom Lehman, published by Rio Grande Games, with 2,612,800. Uh, 49,000 more than Rebellion and trailing the number 25 game by 61,000. That game climbs from 28 to 25. Pandemic Legacy, Season 1, by Matt Leacock and Rob Davio, published by Z-Man Games. Another six-timer and former top 10. It was once in the top 10 anyway, at number 10 the first time. Slides three spots to number 24, perhaps even more consistent than Twilight Imperium. So from 10 to 12 to 14 to 15 to 21 to 24, Power Grid by Freedom and Freeze, published by Rio Grande Games with 2,700,000, I'm sorry, 709,373. 7,000 fewer than the number, number 23. There for the second time is Star Wars Imperial Assault by Corey Kaneska, Justin Kempanen, and Jonathan Ying, published by Fantasy Flight Games. And now again, the biggest gap we have seen of 127,000 between number 23 and number 22 after climbing the last two times, stepping back just a little bit. It went from 31 to 25 to 19 and now back to 22. Robinson Crusoe, Adventures on the Cursed Island by Ignacy Trevicek, published by Z-Man Games with 2,843,507. Now all of these games 
are having significant gain, gains over where they were last year. This one was 369,000. Imperial Assault was 418,000. Even Power Grid was a quarter of a million. Uh, we haven't... See, there's only going to be one more game with 100-something thousand. It's the next game. And after that, every game has at least 200,000 more than last year. That game with the smallest increase that we will see going forward, uh, another former top 10 following an arc. It started, uh, not, it wasn't on the first list, it was on the second one at number 20, then climbed to 11, then climbed to 8, and slid to 13, and now has slid down to 21. It is X-Wing by Jay Little, published by Fantasy Flight Games with 2,944,597, 101,000 more than Robinson Crusoe. And following a similar trajectory, it had climbed four consecutive times. Last time was up to number 15, slides five spots to number 20. Descent, Journeys in the Dark, the second edition, by Daniel Clark, Corey Kaneska, and Adam Sadler, published by Fantasy Flight Games, uh, with 24,000 more than X-Wing. And now, we are up to the 3 million plateau. Here is another former top 10. It started at number 12, then went to 11, then climbed to 8. That was its peak. Slid to 10, down to 14 last time. Now five spots more to number 19 for Eclipse by Tuko Takokalio, published by Asmo Day with 3,6437. It's uh, let's see, it's uh, 38,000 more than Descent. With 15,000 more than Eclipse is Carcassonne, which spent three times in the top 10 early on in the list. Carcassonne drops two spots to number 18. It's by Klaus Jurgen Reed and published by Z Man Games. And now, the first game that has climbed for five times in a row. After debuting in the second list at number 26, it climbed to 23, then 21, then 18, then 17. And so it climbs inches forward one more spot. It's Seven Wonders by Antoine Bauza, published by Repost Production, with 3,063,699, so 42,000 more than Carcassonne. Another former top 10 peaked at number 9 two times back before sliding to 11 last time, now down to 16 for The Lord of the Rings, the card game by Nate French, published by Fantasy Flight Games. 3,105,639, 42,000, more than Seven Wonders. And now we are definitely at the most consistent game that we have seen across all six versions of the list. Well, until we get into the top 10, and see a couple more. But this one went from 17 to 18 to 19 to 18 to 17 and now to 15 for Pandemic by Matt Leacock, published by Z-Man Games, with 5,000 more than Lord of the Rings. After spending five times in the top 10, it slides out to number 14. It was number five two times in a row, then six, then seven, last time number 10, now down to 14 for the first edition of Arkham Horror by Richard Launius and Kevin Wilson, published by Fantasy Flight Games, with 3,193,000, more than Pandemic. Also tumbling out of the top 10, it was has been a position ahead of Arkham Horror every time. 4 to 4 to 5 to 6 to 9 to 13. One position ahead of Arkham Horror. It is Catan by Klaus Teuber, published by Mayfair Games, with almost three and a quarter million views. Vaulting 14 spots from number 26 all the way up to number 12, Arkham Horror, the card game, by Nate French and Matthew Newman, published by Fantasy Flight Games, with uh, 16,000 more than Catan and a gain of 1,078,000 from last time. Here we have a three-time climber from 30 to 23 to 12 last time, inching forward to number 11 is Terra Mystica, by Jens Drogemüller and Helga Ostertag, published by Z-Man Games, with 12,000 more than Arkham Horror, the card game. Now we are into the top 10. This game has spent all six times in the top 10. In fact, four of the games here have done so. At first it was number three, it held that spot twice, then stepped back to four, then to five, then down two spots to seven, now down three more spots to number 10. 
Puerto Rico by Andrea Seafarth, published by Rio Grande Games with 3,314,316. So about 37,000 more than Terra Mystica. I will mention that that would have been enough for number seven last time. In fact, it was at number seven last time, but that's where the competition has gone. We had eight games over 3 million last time. This time around, there are 19 over 3 million. Climbing 11 spots to date from its debut at number 20 up to number 9, Kingdom Death Monster by Adam Poots, published by Kingdom Death, with uh, 63,000 more than Puerto Rico and a gain of almost a million from last time. Thwarted from its attempt to climb every time on this list, it went from 21 to 17 to 13 to 8, is now stuck at number 8, Mage Knight Board Game by Vlada Cavadal, published by WizKids with 3,522,000 views. Uh, almost 150,000 more than Kingdom Death Monster. And trails the number 7 game by 30,000. That one climbs from number 25 all the way up to number 7, Terraforming Mars, by Jacob Frixelius, published by Stronghold Games, with a gain of more than a million and a quarter. Here is a very consistent one. Two times at number two, two times at number three, and now two times at number six. Dominion by Donald X. Vaccarino, published by Rio Grande Games, with 3,636,000, a gap of uh, 84,000 back to Terraforming Mars. But then we have by far the biggest gap we have seen so far, 405,000 views separate number 6 from number 5. If you were to go back 400,000 views from number 6, you'd be all the way down to number 14. Uh, 400,000 views back from that takes you to 24. I mean, we're talking significant gaps here. But here, just one position. A former number 1. On the very first list, it was number 23, just over the million mark. And to be honest, the reason why I started the Million Club, because this game had a million views so quickly that it jumped all the way to number six, then climbed to number two and hit number one before last time sliding back to three and now down to number five. Android Netrunner by Richard Garfield and Lucas Litzinger, published by Fantasy Flight Games, with 4,041,000 views. Still a gain of almost a quarter million views from last time. Another six-timer, of course, all six times in the top ten. It was number six, then slid back to seven, where it was twice, then jumped up to number three with the release of its digital implementation. I'm sorry, three spots at number four, and it's been at number four three times in a row. Twilight Struggle by Ananda Gupta and Jason Matthews, published by GMT Games with 4,180,000, so 140,000 more than Twilight, uh, than Android Netrunner, enabling it to pass it. Another former number one. It was number one the first three times we did the list, then number two twice, and now slides one more spot to number three. Agricola by Uwe Rosenberg, published by Z-Man Games, with 4,204,000, only 24,000 more than Twilight Struggle, and it gained 90,000 fewer. So I would expect Twilight Struggle to pass Agricola on this list for number three, probably within the next three or four months. Climbing from number five, where it debuted last time, to number two is Scythe by Jamie Stegmeier, published by Stonemeyer Games with 4,615,000 views. So a gap here of 411,000 even bigger than the gap between Netrunner and Dominion at 5 and 6 is the gap here between Scythe and Agricola at 2 and 3. And Scythe had 1 and a sixth million views more than last time. So that only leaves us with the number 1 game. Probably you can guess what it is. It debuted at number 1 last time, uh, a year ago when we did this list, and it holds at number 1 and and has just extended its juggernaut domination of this list. 
In fact, the reason why I did the Million Club last time was because this game had just captured the number one spot, edging out Agricola by only 11,000 views. All of those games were under 4 million. We had no games over 4 million last time. Now we have 5. But this one is not just over 4 million, but more. Of course, the game is Gloomhaven by Isaac Childress, published by Cephalofair Games. And it does not have just more than 4 million. It does not have just more than 5 million. It does not even have just more than 6 million. But Gloomhaven now has 7 million. 241,029 views, which means the gap between Gloomhaven and Scythe at number two is 2,627,000 views. That is ridiculous. It's the same as the gap between Scythe at number two and going all the way down to, wow, where we got to go here? Betrayal at House on the Hill. At number 39 is the gap between number one and number two, as Gloomhaven tacks on over three million views just in the last year. It has had more views in the last year than every other game on this list except the top nine has had in their entire lifetime. That's the kind of dominance that we're looking at with Gloomhaven. How much of that is hitting because of the way it did with the, a change in the way the list was done? How much of it is just because people like it that much? Uh, whatever it is, Gloomhaven is the number one game in page views for the foreseeable future. And that's the end of the list. See, that wasn't too painful. And the important thing for me, as I have to go get ready for work, is I managed to do it without needing any edits. This one is for Wednesday, November 14th, 2018.